hello and welcome to another episode of Small Town Big Business, a podcast about doing big business in small town, middle America. I'm your host, Allison Hassler. And I'm Russell Williams. I'm founder, director of Ethos, small business incubator, co-working spaces, training and development here in downtown Marion. In fact, you're joining us from the historic Citadel building on Tower Square Plaza. Thank you for joining us. And we want to thank our sponsors for making small town big business possible. We want to thank the Arcadia Wealth Group, Fowler Heating and Cooling, Black Diamond RV and Harley Davidson. We want to thank Swinford Media Group, the Watermark Auto Group Foundation, and of course, our producers at Union Street Arts. And you can join the Small Town Big Business community wherever you listen to podcasts. Plus, you can watch the episodes on YouTube. All you have to do is type in Small Town Big Business. And today, our guests are TJ Cohen and Tom Harness of Cold-Blooded Coffee and Rotation. Roastery. I was going to say or rotisserie. rotisserie. Nailed it. It's okay. We're going to change the branding. <laughs> we can do that Nailed today. It. Chicken and coffee. TJ, I appreciate you dressing well <laughs> today. You know, sometimes, we, us, get, sometimes we get guests that don't dress as sharp, but sometimes. No Cubs outfit today, Tom. No special thing. I'm here to support Thank my buddy. Thank you. I appreciate that. Tom, hardly does somebody come back for a second tour of small town, big business, but we've made the point of you coming back. This is the second time, right? Yeah, but I tried to get out of it. <laughs> but I'm here to support, uh, my, like I said, I'm here to support my buddy here. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think I think Zoom maybe has influenced your waist up attire and then your waist down attire. Well, we don't need to tell everybody what's from the waist down. Okay. So. We, yeah. we'll, we won't do that. Well, the other thing is I had to dress down because I'm accused of overdressing in front of my, my good buddy oh, here. Oh, really? So he stepped it up, pocket square included. Yeah. So, you know, you got to dress the part, look the part. So I'm just a humble servant. Sounds like a great partnership wow. already. <laughs> it does. Tell us, how are you a partner? Uh, so I invested in the online component of the uh, of the coffee and another brand that he's going to be talking about a little bit here, which is the bootlegger brand. Um, it's been a while since I've had the opportunity to really kind of sell or have a product. I've always had a service. So when uh, TJ reached out to me and, and with this opportunity, and I do stress that as an opportunity, um, perfectly capable of handling this on his own, uh, but he reached out and asked me for, for help and uh, allowed me to invest in, in that component of his business. And so I said, absolutely. So we worked it out and uh, here I am and we're about ready to launch this website, hopefully in a couple of weeks. And by the time this airs, uh, people will be going on and buying our coffee and, and, and making us all, you know, maybe I can afford some clothes by then. Maybe I can look hey, a little yeah. bit better. Let's hope. Let's hope. <laughs> more, more cup stuff, I'm sure. Oh, no. so. so TJ, who's TJ Cowan? Tell us about pre-cold-blooded. Pretty cold blooded. Yeah. Um, TJ, uh, I'm going to start talking in third person. It's going to be real, it's gonna be real awkward. It's a requirement for it every is. interview. Okay. No. Um, always interested in, in um, entrepreneurship. Um, I piddled in a lot of different things. I had a lot of different interests. Um, engineering background. So um, I love the details behind anything. So any process, um, any shows like how this is made. Um, it just really intrigued me. So uh, corporate America, I've worked for healthcare and I've worked for Department of Defense. Um, program management, uh, continuous improvement, those are the two areas that I, I strive in. Um, and 
and really enjoyed uh, the people and the process and what I did, um, corporate America was just not a good fit for me. I don't think I was a very good employee, to be uh, quite honest with you. So um, I always tried to find the bigger picture of, of how we're serving people and, and why we're doing what we're doing. And in corporate America, those are hard questions to, to ask. Very interesting. So when did you make that switch? Um, the switch came May of 2020 um, when I walked away from, from corporate America. Uh, this company started, I started piddling with it in 2017 as a hobby. Um, just started making you know some product for myself. No intentions of a business whatsoever. I'd had numerous businesses in the past. This was not planned whatsoever. Um, I was just really interested in the culture of coffee, uh, what made good coffee, bad coffee, um, and why there was such a following, um, this, this intimate following of, of a product before it intrigued me. Um, so we well, started on some details and, and started making it, and then it sort of just grew. 2018, we incorporated, so about a year later, um, it became apparent that it was a thing. Mm-hmm. And we said, okay, well, we're going to start treating this a little bit different if I'm going to start spending some time on it. Yeah. Was that development here in Southern Illinois? Is where you're from? Mm-hmm. You're yeah. from some Southern Illinois? Yeah, Carterville area. Carterville. Mm-hmm. Is that home base for the company now? or um, that's, that's kind of a hard one. So yeah. we, we're kind of everywhere in Southern mm-hmm. Illinois, which has been great to be able to serve different communities. Um, right now, I don't know that there's one place that we really call home for the company. Mm-hmm. Uh, we live in Carterville, uh, but you know we started our first brick and mortar in Murfreesboro. Um, Johnny Logan College obviously has expanded and been huge for us. Mm-hmm. Um, from a coffee shop side, we have a restaurant in there. Um, wholesale has been big as to support local businesses, and those businesses are everywhere. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, there's not really one area Okay. So you can kind of go anywhere and find some of our product. Yeah. Yeah. Southern Illinois is your home. Better answer. Yeah. Southern Illinois is your home. That's good. You should talk more. (laughs) Don't worry. Yeah, he will. (laughs) (laughs) So tell us more about the founding of the business and how it developed to the point. What year was it? I think you may have asked this, but what year was it? 2018 is when we incorporated. So, so the, what had really happened was I was making it, um, and I say it, we started with cold brew. Mm-hmm. Cold brew was something that um, a lot of people have heard of, but don't really know what it is. I was among them, so um, I found myself going through Dunkin' Donuts drive through mm-hmm. daily, um, this newfounded elixir that I was drinking. and. Um, a couple months later, realized that you know five dollars a day times thirty days a month. Um, my wife's going to kill me mm-hmm. uh, when she when she sees this. So, um, you know, one of the things that we say in this business, uh, there's a few things that I that I'm known for saying, um, but there's got to be a better way, mm-hmm. right? There's got to be a better way, and and part of any business um, is adding value to not only what what I do, but if I was experiencing it. Others are doing the same thing, right? I need the convenience. I like how fast it is, uh, but I can't spend a fortune. Mm -hmm. Um, So I set out on a personal journey to find out what details matter, um, and then how do we create a process um, that doesn't cost $5 a cup? And and that's that's pretty vital for our origins. So as we started passing it out to friends, 
getting some people to taste it. Um, it just grew and we started getting pulled um, to do farmers markets and some, some pretty small things. Um, we didn't know what we were doing at all, but I love jumping in and learning along the way. I think mm-hmm. that's vital as well as right. we learn by doing, right. not by studying or imagining. Right. So um, we, we scaled and grew pretty quick um, to the point where I was ordering pallets of growlers and bottles and product and beans. Um, I needed a roaster. Um, and then I went to bed one night and, and I, I told my wife, this is a thing. This is a thing. Mm-hmm. And um, it's kind of a running joke now, you know, five years later. And obviously it's both of our full-time job that um, I tell her every once in a while, I think, I think this could be a thing. And she's like, she's <laughs> an idiot. And I'm like, I, I know that, but I think this could be a thing. That's great. So that's kind of how it started. And, yeah. and, and, and what we've done is say, okay, if we've added value to cold brew. Coffee is a giant industry. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, there's all kinds of, of coffee experiences. Um, let, let's, let's start with the other categories. So obviously espresso, a brick and mortar for a full coffee shop, um, events, uh, private labeling, wholesale, there's there's all these categories. How do we support people mm-hmm. and how do we support small business? Yeah. And that's been that's been a main focus that's ever awesome. since. That's awesome. That's really interesting. So you mentioned that your wife is now full time with you. She is. So do you each have your own strengths and weaknesses and absolutely. what are they? Absolutely. One is one is beautiful uh, <laughs> inside and out. One Thank is you, beautiful inside and out. Uh, and the other one is very methodical and strategic. And so I'll let you I'll I'm let not you, sure which is which. I'll let you know what is what on that one. <laughs> Surprisingly, they're an amazing team. I've I've had an opportunity to to kind of uh, talk and, and and be around both and uh, uh, it's just a very unique uh, most people, I think, would be very nervous. I know I would have been, uh, but they seem to to pull it off, and they and they capitalize on their strengths and weaknesses. And one of the things that I really like about when we have conversations is how much credit he does give his wife um, on certain areas that he knows that he he's assessed, being the the strategic thinker that he is. Uh, he's assessed about what areas he needs, you know, support or help in that she compliments. So it's mm-hmm. it's a really it's a really awesome team. In fact. I shouldn't be here. She should be here with you, man. She should be, but she's too busy working right now. So, <laughs> so you got stuck with me. I know, right? Sorry. So, Sorry. so Tom's absolutely correct, and and one of my strengths is assessing talent. Uh, it does not matter whether it's for a barista job or a marketing job or um, uh, you know we're all in serving roles. Coffee is a yeah. serving business. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter how hard the day is, no matter how difficult your morning has been, it's a serving role. And when you walk in, um, you're our priority. Mm-hmm. So um, to assess people's strengths and roles is also important because labor force is incredibly difficult right mm-hmm. now. Um, we have been blessed to find people that not only work extremely hard, but there are people out there who get to do what they love. Mm-hmm. And if you were to talk to our workforce, this is their dream job. Um, coming from corporate America, um, that's not typically what you find. We, we take round pegs and push them into square holes. Um, I, I'm a little contrarian and, and like to find out what do you like to do? Uh, because what you like to do most likely is what you're good at. Mm-hmm. 
So we support those people and say, how can we help you um, with your dream job? Um, it's a need of ours. And what we find is people go above and beyond. Way, I mean, incredibly above and beyond. I have employees that I am constantly paying back for things uh, because they're going above and beyond to do things that, that they shouldn't be doing, but they love what they do. My wife is a great example. Um, she is very good with people. Um, she is the she, HR side of, of hard conversations, hiring, um, promotions, um, changes, understanding people where they're at, being sympathetic, something that I think I probably lack a little bit, um, being methodical, you see details. Mm -hmm. So um, one of the things I'm good at is knowing what I'm not good at. Mm -hmm. And allow people who are good at certain things, you should be doing those, not not me. Mm -hmm. I don't have any um, I don't have any problem giving up work that that I know I don't do well, and it frees me up to do the things that I do mm -hmm. well. So uh, we work well together. Um, she understands that I I push very hard, that I'm very strategic, um, that we have people to take care of. Mm -hmm. Um, and everyone, everyone on cold blooded, including my wife is an extremely hard worker. And at the mm -hmm. end of the day, you, you cannot, you can't replace hard work. Right. You can be talented all day, but if you're lazy, it, it doesn't come through. Yeah. So we, we work very hard to take care of people. Um, and in turn, people in the community is taking care of us. Yeah. And is marketing one of those areas that you saw was either challenging or there was an opportunity there and therefore Tom got involved or is Tom just another challenge for your business? Tom is a challenge <laughs> as a Cubs fan, number one. Um, I do hope to change that. But again, I know that's probably, no, that's not, not going to happen. Not going to happen. Yeah. So, so for us, uh, we're really good at keeping our head down and working. What happens with that is a lot of times you don't take the time to stop and take photos and take videos and market yourself and tell a community, here's what we're doing. Um, and I like to joke all the time, we're too busy working mm -hmm. uh, to tell people we're working. Mm -hmm. um, so there was definitely a void. There, there was a void of, oh, we didn't know you did this, or I didn't know you were at this location, or I didn't know you had this to offer. So as we've grown and um, we're scaling uh, really to an exciting level, marketing's vital because Southern Illinois know we, knows we exist. Um, how does someone in Oregon know we exist? Mm. Right. They're not going to. Um, how does someone in Missouri, I mean, it's our neighboring state. So I had to start thinking of, of wow, there's a, there's a void here. Um, and again, that's not my area of expertise. Mm. So that's definitely where Tom came in um, from a digital marketing standpoint was how do we have a strategic plan uh, based on what we're strongest at? Because if we are valuable here, I feel like we could be valuable anywhere. Yeah. And the cool part for me is uh, I get to work with someone that is methodical. So the questions that he asks are not questions of like, you know, do you know what you're doing? It's because he wants to understand because if he understands, he buys into that voice, that vision of the marketing. And it's easier for him to, to see that because we've had some really cool conversations, um, you know, from a business owner to a marketing or investor side, as far as, you know, why do we want to have 
you know, names consistent? Why do we want to rebrand kind of a little bit? Why do we want to have all that? And having those conversations has really helped him see the business in a different light too. Uh, and I think anytime you have a partnership like that, it's really cool because you, you go into it with this opportunity of making it more successful moving forward instead of it being us segmenting and I'm like, this is my area. And he's like, this is my area. Mm -hmm. And you know, like a perfect example was this past weekend, we had the opportunity to to go to the DeCoin State Fair and um, present his his coffee. uh, And we just learned off of each other. Like Mm -hmm. I learned how he thought and how he looks at things. and, And we found out really quickly that we can come at this from two different angles and have two different demographics and we can connect with different people but sell the same product. And it was just really cool to learn um, how he is so passionate about the, the, the why of coffee, right? Like he really cares about the, the molecules of what's going into your body when you drink that and the flavor. Like I've never known anybody that's so, that cares so much about how the coffee affects you as a person and how it tastes and always trying to make that a process of a new experience or better. Mm-hmm. I will tell you, he's probably the best. He's not selling coffee. He's really selling an experience like no other. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really cool just to have that. And then translating that into some marketing stuff. Mm-hmm. It, it was, and, and, it, and kind of reflecting back to last week, you're exactly right because um, Tom, Tom was jumping out telling people, hey, this coffee, this coffee is awesome. You should buy it. And I'm like, I would never say that. <laughs> like, I don't want to have to tell people it's awesome. I wanted to know it's awesome, right? I want to yeah. stand in the back and just watch people. Um, so, you know, Tom's like, well, how are they going to know it's awesome unless you tell them? And I'm <laughs> like, yeah, it's just completely two different approaches. So I believe that if you do things correctly, people will find the product and they will enjoy it. Not because you tell them to, Mm-hmm. Um, because they've experienced it and they know for a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. Um, the marketing side is you can do great things all day and if you keep it hidden in a room, no one's ever going to find it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, back and forth, it's been really neat to see the need for it and then what that does for us as a company um, and in turn what that does for Southern Illinois as we mm-hmm. grow, as this is our home and continues to be our home to grow. So are there, were there any challenges that you have faced or what challenges you have faced along the road? Because you, it seems that you have grown in a little bit of a non-traditional way. Um, I think some most would go from concept to development to storefront, period. Right. And you've approached the entire business model a little di- differently and have there been any challenges with that or um you know what i guess what challenges have you been able to to find and overcome yeah great question um so one of the things that i really enjoy about this business um again polar opposite of corporate america was in the very beginning because it didn't view it as a business um, I just wanted to have fun with it, right? I didn't want the pressure of we must and we need and I have to have. I was just doing something that I loved. Mm-hmm. Um, once a business developed, then those things are questions you you must answer. Uh, but one of the things I really enjoyed um, for the first couple of years was it was just organic. You know, I didn't, I, I, I on purpose never had a... Um, what do they call it? A uh, business plan. A business plan. I can't even <laughs> think of the word. Um, I, I never 
I never wanted to dictate this is what we're doing and this is where we're going. Mm-hmm. Um, as I said, you learn along the journey and most of us would have thrown the business plan out and rewritten it 10 times. So for me, um, organically growing sort of created our business. And, and that would scare some people, but for me, as opportunities come and I assess them, I'm able to understand, is this a need mm-hmm. that we can fill um, or is this just you know a thing? Mm-hmm. Um, and over time, we realize that what we're really doing is listening to the voice of customer, right? The customers will tell you what they want. I want it faster. I want it cheaper. I want it better. I want it when I wake up in the morning and my hand magically, you know, mm-hmm. so they're not, they're not wrong. So what we've been able to do is say, okay, I use what's called a magic wand approach, right? So I do this in business all the time. If I had a magic wand, what would I be offering based on what people are asking for? Mm-hmm. Don't think restrictions. Don't think what we can't do, what's not possible. Okay, I would offer this this way at this cost. And then I, would re, I reverse engineer and, and go backwards and say, how do we do that? Mm-hmm. And what you find out is almost anything is possible. Um, we have barriers in our mind um, that stop us way before we get the opportunity to figure out how to get there. Mm-hmm. So the challenge, back to your question now, is we've grown um, non-traditionally, and we have a lot being thrown at us right now. Um, virtually every town in Southern Illinois has asked us to, to open a shop, mm-hmm. um, to be everywhere, to be everything. And the challenge has always been don't grow too fast. Mm-hmm. Um, roots are important, understanding how we're strong. And we've had to hit the brakes from day one and you spread yourself so thin. So today I would say it's still the same challenge of, mm-hmm. I love the opportunity. I want to do more. I want to serve more. Um, but growing too fast will kill a business. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's hard to say no. Yeah. But has being in this region, Southern Illinois, Midwest, whatever, has that been a barrier for you? It's not. I, th- I think it's a strength. So for, you know, if you go to Chicago or you go to St. Louis, there's not only a coffee shop in every corner, but there's a roastery on every corner, right? Everyone roasts their own beans. It's a, it's the inner city. It's what they do. Um, we're in Southern Illinois where, a lot of things you don't get unless you go to the city. So to be able to offer services, experiences, uh, the authentic product that's produced on site, um, that's not some catalog, you know, coffee that someone's just pouring in a cup and slapping a name on it. Um, for us, it's been nothing but opportunity because if you pay attention to details and we take care of you, you don't need to go somewhere else. Um, so. I think absolutely being in the Midwest has allowed us to um, find out what the need is here. It's very different than, than inner city. Mm-hmm. Um, and even town to town, we found, is, has been very different. If you're downtown, um, the challenges are very different than if you're you know, located in Marion or Carterville or Carbondale. Uh, different clientele, different needs. Um, and again, being organic means not to what people need, but what does this town need? Mm-hmm. What are they missing? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I really enjoy what comes to us from, from Southern Illinois. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So talk to us about the marketing side. So 
right now the focus again my my part of this is the investment and advising on the marketing side and and we're focused on the website the e-commerce side is going to be crucial for for another revenue source to expand and to give him opportunities to do other things in the communities across southern illinois um, because it is all about revenue streams and so one of the things that again that will reinforce over and over um, the reverse engineering that he does is, is it's not, this is what it costs to the end user. It's how do we get this down to increase the profit and make it affordable and, and make it still a product that everybody wants. So being able to go online and expand this, this opportunity of purchasing not only the coffee, but hopefully the bootlegger stuff uh, is going to be just amazing because people will have that experience no matter where they go. And as we're, you know, because of post COVID, we're just so geared towards ordering things online. That's just a custom. So, mm-hmm. you know, cre- creating that opportunity is going to be um, one that I think is going to definitely impact his business. And you know, obviously my investment, too, because that's one of the reasons why, you you know, you get people to invest in certain areas. So when, when I had that opportunity, I just I I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this. You know, mm-hmm. let's let's make this happen. As far as the marketing side of that, um, we're going to once the website goes live. Um, trying to kind of not rebrand, but we're going to really focus on the complete name that we've kind of joked about before and, and we still do, which is, um, all right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go, which is coldbloodedcoffeeandroastery.com. So mm. shameless plug. Shameless plug. Uh, <laughs> and then, you know, the other thing is I'm outside looking in. So he is the brand as mm. much as he doesn't really want to accept that sometimes. He's got a team that also is, is part of that experience. But at the end of the day, he needs to be the walking billboard when people go out and they're like, that's the person, right? And, uh, and of course, he dressed the part today. So uh, Only today. Only today. Okay. Uh, but so the imagery, you know, there's, there's the imagery is going to need to be consistent, you know, the branding, the marketing, um, and just letting people know when they see that what it means, you know, cold-blooded. Um, I'm hoping that after this airs, uh, Paul Abdul will reach out and want to do uh, cold frequently cold, on this show. Yes. Cold as ice. Mm-hmm. I love that line from that Paul Abdul song. Um, so I'm, nice. I'm hoping to do a collaboration with marketing That's with, why you with have, Paul yeah. Abdul. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah. Um, we want to have some fun, but also the imagery and the photography is huge. He's got a great person that uh, he's been already working with that we'll probably continue to use. And so it's just, again, um, distinguishing, being consistent with that brand and getting you know mm. the the logo out there as much as, as I can. I I'm I'm always plugging. I don't know what this Detroit stuff is, but I'm always plugging the business because I'm always selling. It's so again, this is my personality. If I don't want to have to tell people, like it's funny. So we're so opposite. My wife, like employees, Tom, they're always wearing cold blooded shirts, cold blooded yeah. hats. Yeah, I want to I want to be the wizard behind the curtain. There you go. Like you know, I, I'm not. I don't want to advertise anything. Um, it seems just too obvious. <laughs> okay, so know. as the wizard, yeah. uh, founder and chief, you know, visionary, yes. where do you see the business five years from now? Good question. So I've I've never I've never seen us with a a chain of of coffee shops. I don't I don't think that's ever been what we offer. I think it's product centric. Uh, centric. Mm-hmm. Um, I love R and D. I love new products. Mm-hmm. Um, I love products that have never existed before. Um, so, you know, it's one thing to say, I'm doing what's been done before, it just has our brand on it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's another thing to really, as Tom said, get into the molecules and understand what's happening with mm-hmm. with coffee and bourbon and 
um, with aging and um, so to be able to create new products um, these two new websites and I'll do the other shameless plug please do bootlegger 86.com those two products mm-hmm. are going to uh, lift our business to a level that that honestly I'm bracing myself for mm-hmm. because of the authenticity because of the time spent um, and I think that further supports what we're able to do locally, mm-hmm. meaning I foresee additional locations um, because of the revenue stream mm-hmm. from, we're getting, from we're getting the e-commerce sites. Do you think you'll expand into the restaurant business, the food business? I don't think so. Are you I, only at Johnny Logan we College? We are, okay. yeah. So, so I, think, I think in any coffee shop, there's always a food element there. Mm-hmm. And we, we strive to be 100% authentic mm-hmm. and self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. So I, I, think, I think we will be in charge of food and there will be a restaurant in locations mm-hmm. that we take care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't see us branding specifically as a restaurant. Okay. That's, it's really just a different avenue of you walk into a coffee shop. It's vital that, that I don't have to go somewhere else to get a bite to eat as well. Okay. I think from an experience standpoint, I think there's a number of things that Tom and I um, have talked about um, and, and that that's, you know, tap room, restaurant, um, event center, coffee shop, roastery, all those things really wrap up into an experience. Um, but I think it's all those are sort of supporting actors mm. to, to the main. Okay. Interesting. I like that. So, what advice would you give to a budding entrepreneur that has product-based business? I would give advice probably to um, any entrepreneur that either has a product or has an idea, and that's start now. Start now. Um, too many times we are paralyzed with waiting for the perfect moment. Um, I'm going to Monday. I'm going to... Um, when I save enough money, I'm going to, when I'm able to quit my job, um, start now. And you're going to continue to learn every step of the way. You're going to learn you don't love it. Um, you're going to learn you do love it. Um, there's elements like bootlegger that has come out of that I never would have just created out of thin air. It was because I started down the coffee path and then this sort of morphed and happened with this bourbon barrel aging uh, and now I'm more excited about it than I am anything that incorporates coffee. So my advice is just start. Get a mentor and start. And then, um, you know, have a plan to continue to pursue what you love. If you're pursuing what you love, it's just details. Mm-hmm. Pe- people do what they love all the time. Why, why are we afraid of doing that in business? And I, I guess it's a risk question. Um, I don't have a problem with risk. I mean, what's the worst thing that could happen is live in a van down by the river, I guess. But, you know, is that so bad? I'd sell coffee out of the I van. I mean, it depends on where the river is and if it's upstream or downstream. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks, Tom. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so, yeah, I think it's simple. I, I, think it's, I think it's just start. Get mm-hmm. a mentor and start. And um, I'm a big component. I'm, I'm a big, like, advocate for continuous improvement. Mm-hmm. Um, Start and improve. You don't need to innovate. You don't need to reinvent the world. Mm-hmm. Just improve. So if you have voice of customer, if you listen to what people are telling you um, and you know your skill, surround yourself with people who are good at what they do, magical things will happen. 
Yeah. And, and over a very, I mean, five years is a short period of time. It feels like a long time. It's not. Yeah. Um, we've grown tremendously um, just doing what I love. I love, I love digging into new products. So yeah. how do you continue to position yourself where you don't get bogged down with the accounting and doing your taxes? Mm -hmm. Outsource it. Yeah. Find yeah. someone who's good at doing that and take it off your plate. Yeah, absolutely. So as we develop the small business incubator programs here at Ethos, is there something in particular that you would be looking for in that? And then, then I'm going to ask you, what, what would you teach? What would you mm -hmm. coach? You know, that's a good question. Um, I don't know what I would be looking for. Mm -hmm. And again, I think a little bit of that goes back to um, sort of, you know, taking things as they come come at me. So mm -hmm. um, with opportunities, um, either I have an opportunity and I look at what resources do we have locally um, mm -hmm. that's a best fit for those things that I need in my business, mm -hmm. uh, which would be a great solution. Yeah. Um, what would I what would I teach? I'm really passionate about small business. Yeah. I'm really passionate about um, how to navigate through how difficult being a business owner is. It's incredibly difficult. Um, it's difficult on your family. It's difficult on your finances. It's um, you. It is a serving role. No one. No one decides to be a business owner because they're going to get rich. Um, cat out of the bag. Wait, what? Yeah, <laughs> oh, it, I mean, except for the investors, right? you you will be. So what you're saying is they need to have a psychologist on on staff here to help. Mm, possibly, 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 or mastermind. Russ does masterminds. Yeah. Well, that helped me, and that and that business. goes back to getting a mentor, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. So I, I, I love learning things the hard way, but there's got to be a better way. Right. Right. So, so with Mastermind and with a mentor, what can you tell me that will save me 10 steps? Yeah. And, and how can you show me the ropes because you've been through it before? Right. And I don't care how old you are, how long you've been in business, everyone needs a mentor. Right. Yeah. Well, and you also have a passion in research and development, and I think that's really awesome for a small business owner to start thinking that way and how I do I yeah have a mentor that's like talks you through what that means because most of us don't know we're thinking how to get from A to B but you're also thinking about further down the road I think that'd be a good class yeah. for him to teach as a person is how to look at your product and service as a process mm -hmm. and how to improve it um, I think that would be something he would be very good at, at doing yeah. Um, and, and helping them see it in a different light. I mean, that's mm -hmm. ultimately that's even marketing. That's what you like. You help them see their product or service in a different light. Um, but I think that would be a class that would be unique and different from from your standpoint. You know, in your yeah. in your free time. All right, free time. Right. Well, my formal formal education is is continuous improvement. It's industrial engineering. Mm -hmm. So you know, it's process uh, process centric. So. No matter what your product is or your service is or what your business does, there is a strategic way to step through um, how, how, what are you good at, how do you add value to the customer. And um, I, 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 love, I love doing it. So mm -hmm. um, there's a few people that I mentor, um, and then there's a few people that I look to as mentors. Mm -hmm. Very good. Anything else we didn't cover that you want to think I think we talk plugged about? both websites. So again, Bootlegger 86, mm -hmm. the, the number 86 is our bourbon barrel-aged product, coldbloodedcoffeeandroastery.com. Mm -hmm. um, not only is all of our bagged coffee that, that we have from around the world, but coffee subscriptions. Uh, so pretty excited about both of those. Um, I think I'll let that speak for itself. 
And it's amazing. See? It's amazing. Oh, yes. The coffee. I have an image of <laughs> coffee-flavored bourbon. Are these two separate entities? Are they, they two separate flavors? Or are they overlapped in any way? Sort of overlapped. So, okay. So understand, um, and again, I'm sorry, I'll zero in on the word flavor. Um, so we don't flavor anything. So again, think authentic. But yeah. what we're able to do is get freshly dumped barrels from Kentucky, from the distilleries, um, fill them with our coffee beans, and allow them over time to absorb all the natural oak bourbon vanillas from the barrels themselves so to your point it is a it is a flavor um but it's not flavored so there is there is bootlegger coffee beans that is on the coffee website bootlegger 86 is a new product that i've developed um that is very different and i won't let the cat out of the bag on what that is uh but it is not coffee beans Mm -hmm. it is a is a bottle um so we're working hard on that and um it's and the become bootlegger, its own beast. And the bootlegger coffee is available now. It is. We've so, been doing that for about two years. Yeah. And it's, it's if you like unique flavors, and it's, you know, you don't even have to like bourbon, because I'm not a huge bourbon fan, but I love the flavor of the coffee. And Everybody how that, has their flaw. Yeah, it's true. But I am yeah. growing. I'm, I mean, my buddy Abel's really kind of schooling me on bourbon. Well, I'm glad he's helping you. Yeah. You've got the coffee side. He's got the bourbon <laughs> side. But it's, I, I think at the end of the day, when you are a true coffee fan and you love coffee, you want to try things that are new. I think most people do. We have our staple coffee that we get when they go through drive throughs or even when they come to um, to his locations or even the farmer's markets. But I think this is one of those avenues that if you're one or both fans of coffee and bourbon, you're going to want to try this and you're going to be hooked. Because uh, if you like creamer, if you don't like creamer, it just brings out a whole different flavor that you've never had in a coffee before. Cause I still, re- I recorded my first time and I was like, ooh, ooh, mm. it was amazing. And, and, and I've had the opportunity to try some of the other things. And so um, I'm really excited. I, 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 I'm, it's been a while since I've invested in something where I've been really excited about the person I'm working with and the possibility of where this could go. And to be honest, yeah, as an investor and advisor, I wanna, you know, recoup my money and do all that. But at the end of the day, I want him to be successful. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to to work with him, um, you know, help him, his family, his employees be successful. And indirectly, that means that I will be too. But it's really not about that. It's just the opportunity to to be a part of something, right? It's, I, just uh, want to, I just want to make cool stuff. Yeah, and I just want to, I want to ride your coattails. That's okay. it, man. <laughs> uh, learn, you know, learn and become a better person, so. Excellent. TJ Cowan, Tom Harness, thanks for joining us Thank today. You. It was apparently yeah. hat day, and no one told us it was hat I day know. on small town Feel. big business. We both have the same hair. <laughs> <laughs> that happens. There you go. Hey, thank you for our listeners and viewers for supporting us at Small Town Big Business. And we want to thank our sponsors again, Fowler Heating and Cooling, Arcadia Wealth Group, Black Diamond RV, and Harley-Davidson. The Watermark Auto Group Foundation, Swinford Media Group, and Luke O'Neill and Union Street Arts. Thanks for making this possible. And again, don't forget to subscribe to anywhere that you listen to podcasts. You will receive notifications of when they will be released every two weeks. Thank you again for joining us. I'm Allison Hassler with Southern Illinois Vacation Rentals. And I'm Russell Williams with Ethos. 